Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and get the brain running with the printers and talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got B. Austin, the hot block commander. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Um, Look, man, we've come, uh, like we said, for the last couple of weeks, man, we're in that point of the the summer where we can just freestyle and make some stuff up because it's not – a whole lot happening in sports, but it's a lot of names flying around in the NBA because free agency has started between, you know, the time that you last heard us till now. Um, so there's a few things to talk about in that arena. But, um, look, we came to, we've come to a point in the NBA summer that we weren't sure we'd ever see. And we're wondering, is it finally Dame time to bounce? <laughs> so sit back, relax. Bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of anything. Episode 687 starts right now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing into the By the Hood chat room. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, maybe even Thread. But by the end of the show, we're working on it right now. So we'll be taking your calls um, in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline as well. And on all those social media platforms, of course, it's at War Room Sports. But on the, if you're going to call in, that number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam, bam? <laughs> I got to say one of the corny jokes that I've seen, you know, ever since last night with this platform, man. Are y'all thready for Twitter's days to be numbered? <laughs> What up? Still. Yeah, I, 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 Yo, I went and signed up for all that. I don't even know what it is. What is, what is it? It's, it's, it's the Twitter takeover? Twitter. It's, it's up Twitter. Okay, it's, it's Instagram Everybody Twitter. thought, I'm going to get in on all the puns that I've seen in the last, you know, uh, 16 hours or so. Um, it's it's Twitter has gotten a little musky. So, you know, you are you thready to, for the news? Like, yo, all the puns have been so corny. I'm like, yo, if y'all don't go ahead with this bullshit. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo, shout to, shout to uh, all my people on threads. Uh, yeah, I mean, shout to Neil Neil over there with me. I mean, we already cutting up over there. So shout to Neil who's listening to the chat. She already over there. I mean, I, which is crazy because I've literally been on two new joints this week. Uh, the first was Phil, but that's, that's where all my black folks are at. And then, then they drop threads on us, but you know it is what it is. Yo, the funny thing about it thing is, though. you know, I signed up for Thread, and it wasn't really because a lot of people are upset with Twitter because of whatever's been going on with Elon Musk. Yo, Thread is like mm-hmm. a baby for me because I haven't known my Twitter password in like two, two and a half, three, maybe three years. 
So this basically is saving me. It's just me. I can't. Oh, and Jim, and yeah. Twitter makes Yo, it difficult. You don't remember like, that? Twitter Yo, makes you don't it real difficult. Asking you us what his password stuff. was? Yo, the way, I've, the way I've been looking, like, because, you know, once you get a new phone or your stuff, you, you got to sign back in and all that, and I couldn't get back on the Twitter. And Twitter makes it Yo. very difficult for you to get back on because I signed up for that so long ago, I don't know where stuff is. I don't know what's what. So I just gave up. So I'm pretty sure if y'all right, go so let me to ask my you this Twitter question, account, you, you won't see anything except for like when my Yelp check-ins used to be on Twitter, which that's no longer a thing either. But people probably thought I was yo, like, hey, this nigga greedy. All he do is check in the restaurant. Let me, yo, let me <laughs> ask you a question, though, man. This leads to a different conversation. Do you now have a password manager? I don't know. Man. No, I got obviously. You know what? Yo, every that, time my got, phone my phone asks me if it, if I want to save the password every time create something new and I'd be saying no. I probably should be saying yeah. No, <laughs> just get you one of them password managers, man, with like one pass or last pass or one of them joints where you get one password you gotta remember the rest of your life and everything is, you know, they you, you so I'll be having my passwords bro, I don't even know my password to any site because they be like seventy five like characters or whatever, but they all saved. Under the password, yo, man. You remember that one yo, password? Liz, you mean? My wiz, need, my wiz be doing that. They make you change stuff use, too much. I use the same. I use the same password. Y'all brothers could rob me to death. I use the same <laughs> yo, password. No, that's, no, I, I, I really be off. like, yo, you why? kept that off here. <laughs> I'm like, why do you? <laughs> I'm like, yo, why people ain't hack me by now? But I don't know. Yo, I use a password manager say, and a, 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 a key password file. So come on, rob me. If someone ride me, they got to, like, yo, know a 75-digit with, like, you know, dollar signs and slashes and all that, capitals, and and they got to have a fob in their hand. So if you get that, then, you know, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good for me. Like, I don't even know what's been going on on Twitter to be mad at Twitter. I'm just happy that, you know, I can jump on new Twitter and start fresh because, like, I've basically been kicked off of old Twitter. Not for nothing I Yo, did. So just, now but... that keeping it, keeping it sports related though, um, you know, Woj is now over there. All the uh, media is moving too, so mm-hmm. it's almost like, yo, you can get your news over there. Once they once the media moves, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think they're gonna stay on everything. Them them dudes just going, they gonna do yeah. everything at once. I mean, Zuckerberg crazy anyway. I was trying to, I was doing a little research earlier and and. Look like you can tweet from there too, like like yo, he, he just yo, he just brodied their whole platform yeah, you, and yo, like, you can yeah, you can share your thread to Twitter, yo, which is kind of wild, yeah, like you can share yo, it to Twitter. I mean, after he's yeah, taking I mean, over Twitter. you know, and Elon Musk upset about this. Driving traffic, yo, gotta drive that traffic. So, yo, someone told me earlier, man, like yo, Snapchat was thriving. He went in there and turned Snapchat in the back page, so. You know, because that's all that's on there now. So, never mind. Hey, I know. I mean, come on. We wouldn't know Zuckerberg if it wasn't for his, his, his guerrilla takeover tactics. Shout out to the Winklevosses. Shout out, yeah, shout out to the Winklevi. <laughs> you know, ball just, he just bites your shit and make it better. So, shout out to Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he did every, yo, he did, yo, he straight took TikTok, John. He took Snapchat. He took, yo, he took Google yo. Plus. He took all they saw. Hey. I ain't been on Twitter Boy, in a real pirate, yeah. You don't look a lot like Twitter to me. <laughs> but shout out to him. Yeah, only thing so, I the thing is, though, this is going to have to... 
even though a lot of people seem excited and he got like 10 million new people in like seven hours, I think it's up to like my number is like 38 million. And I officially signed up maybe like five hours ago. So Yeah, he crossed like 40 at this point. Right, so he has to be over 40, 45 at this point. The crazy part about it, though, Twitter is one of those things that's ingrained in the language now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people might be on this and might say I'm tweeting, even though they're not even on Twitter. It's kind of like Uber. That's like you could be in a list, like you're calling me a Uber. It's like it's like it's like a it's like a verb. I get it, but I mean certain certain stuff that was ingrained in our language ain't even around no more. Like Sears, like <laughs> Sears was ingrained. If you watch like old stuff, Sears was like they call, they call every department store Sears or a five and dime. Yeah, all that all that stuff. You're going gone. to the five and dime, and you ain't even got one of them in your in your region. Like, yeah, them joints don't even exist no more. Like yeah, yeah right? no, so I mean eventually, know. eventually it 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 get out of there if it really really goes away. But um, yeah. But that's thing is, like Twitter, Uber, Twitter like you could like be Twitter. straight calling a Lyft, talking about I'm calling the Uber. I guess Lyft don't care as long as they yeah. getting that bread. But Twitter got like 300 million boys are about to crack 50 soon, so it's gonna be interesting because he did that in a couple of days, and he making people sign 360 deals. So if you want to get rid of your Threads account, you also gotta get rid of your IG account at the same time. So it's like blood in, blood out. Um, that's, that's the other part. Why I mean. My whole, I mean, a, a bunch of people got a million social medias, though. So if you're linking them all together and you can still post everything, if, if you you could post everything to every social media platform, then why would people get rid of Twitter? Like, is it that bad what he's done over there? Well, it ain't It ain't just that. It's almost like what was the point of, like, so, so the thing about what Zuck has done, you think about it, you got Facebook, Instagram, and you know you got Facebook, IG, and now you got Threads. It kind of negates the reason for you to have anything else, and you'd be able to post to all three of them like literally simultaneously. But another thing is this though: um, one thing right. that's going to keep around is his ignorant ass made it so that you can post to Twitter simultaneously as well. Yeah, but well, right. one of the things that's going to keep Twitter around is what keeps a lot of businesses around. Is one thing I haven't seen on Threads yet, and that's the pun pun. Cause Twitter dog at a certain time <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and the thing is I don't be on there looking for it though, but Twitter got this thing in the algorithm where they show you stuff that people that people that you follow, they show you what they like. So you know, some of y'all listen, it it be y'all fault, y'all be liking some wild stuff, yo. I mean they don't have it yet, but the algorithms might force it at some point, right? I mean so, I'm pretty I'm sure Yo. Yeah, I know. It's a little deep. Like my my, my timeline. You don't even need none of the adult sites. It's all on Twitter, yo. And I, and I, you should be awesome being quiet. No, somebody did show me something on Twitter, Jim, like six months ago. I'm like, yo, Twitter straight got porn now? Like, it was dog. It wasn't just. Dog, I seen stuff in my timeline where I'm like, like hey, like, yo, this is. It was straight porn. Like, yo, I'm talking about, yeah, people like. Teabagging somebody like yeah, it's just, <laughs> I ain't compl- I ain't complaining. Yo, yo, Twitter, yo, Twitter is the wild wild west. You know? So <laughs> you know, on Twitter getting their cavities punched. Come on, man. Yo, yo, <laughs> Caspi Street punching team the young ladies, man, all on the timeline. Like <laughs> it's like yo, yo. yo, I like control, man. So you know, we'll see what happens, man. I just want to send a shout out to everybody on spill, man. That was the black Twitter. For about a good couple of days, um, you know, still exists or whatever, you know. 
<laughs> Yo, and he pointed out a date earlier, so it probably would, you know, shut them up a little bit. Yo, and, and you say Yo. that, Jim, but I literally saw posts from people who were excited as hell about Spill the other day and have posts today mm-hmm. to say, uh, you know, I think Thread is a new thing now. You know, I went over to Spill, and it was cool because our people are over there, but they don't have this, they don't have that, and they don't have the, the, the bandwidth Yo, to do you, this. You exactly they don't have direct say. messages. Like, I'm like, damn. Yo, you said exactly what I was going to say. This person I was reading, Jim, it was literally yesterday where they was, spill, let me, come on, spill, spill. I'm like, damn, I'll trade quick. No, listen, <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing, right? This is, this, is, this is a study in business, too. Like, so spill is fire. Spill actually might be a better app than both Twitter and They just don't have the bread the thing to is, be. They don't have a bread, dog. They only, got a, they only got an iOS app. You can only get in via invite. So the one good thing about that is, Black people are straight gatekeeping. So if you go over there, it's nothing but our fault. It's almost like being at an HBCU online. That's literally what it feels like. It was nothing but our folks over there. So you know, funny that you said that because I had we, me and B, know somebody who tried that probably like over a decade ago. Remember the board yeah, had the roundup pages for HBCU. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He failed. Yeah, yeah so he went to Howard. Yeah, he kind of started was, with Howard and then he started making them for everybody else, like literal HBCU. Oh, that's social media. He's a, he's ahead of his time, but the thing is though that's kind of what kind of what it feels like. But again, like yeah, so they don't have a bread, so they only rolled it out on one platform. They don't have Zuck got chicken, so Zuck rolled his out every every app, every platform. You could do it on your tablet, like it's a, it's just a difference in resources, literally. He got enough chicken to bring it out early and still be like, all right. We got this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, a, about it's it. unfortunate. I wonder, yeah. what they, I wonder what happened to their valuation. They probably were And, like, and he know, invited a lot of writers, so, you know, it don't take long. Yo, and, <laughs> and he already had IG, so he made it simple. Yo, just, just connect to your IG, so just click on this, and all the people you follow over here, you follow over here. So it's very simple. Right. Because I got on. I ain't have to make mm-hmm. no login, no password, no so, nothing. I just IG'd yeah. it. Up. And by the way, this is Now, this what if you got more than one IG account? Competitive. I don't know how to do that. Like, what got, if I wanted... You got to create one for each IG. Each, each one, you got to create one. one. So we might have to do one. We might have to create one for War Room. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, every, I, every one you do, you got to create another one. Because on my phone, we create on my one, IG, got like, I got me, I got Chase, and I got War Room. So I, oh, Okay. So, so, oh, so like, how do I flip pages, to that? I, like, I, I, I flip to it in IG. And IG, I, I can just flip to whatever huh? profile I want to be on at the moment. Yeah. As a as a as a parent, you got to run a they. You gotta right, run I'm gonna ask you. Got to say, I, I, no, be also. I was about asking, does he run Chase Burner page too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> Shout out to KD, who on thread I'm, as well. Yo, I've got a couple burners. He be on there doing dumb shit, so. I run the response. Oh, you know about it. Oh, you know about his burners. Yeah. See, but that's the yeah. thing. Chase don't even have IG on his phone, so when he want to look at what's going on on his page, he got to sit down with one of our phones. So supervise. He ain't old enough yet. Yeah, so, so the funny thing but, is, my nephew had a burner account. Like he had an account that everybody knew about, and he had a burner account. And you know, so we found out he had a burner account, so we let him keep it just to watch. Like he was, he definitely was talking crazy on that joint. <laughs> yeah, he was inviting young ladies to pound town all wild, like stuff he would never say on his main joint. Right. But anyway, but it's how you know he don't listen because I just put him out there that we know. But um, with that being said, though, uh, you know this is all sports related because you know sports media. We're gonna talk about sports media later in the show, but Hell this is yeah. kind of where they uh, 
where they show they worth is uh social media, man. I ain't see your man I ain't see your man uh shitlock make his way over yet though, so he be there. You know. He's gonna try to hold off because you that's know MAGA has a special place in their heart for Twitter. Yeah, dog. Like, gonna, yo, that's another thing too. He, but, but when he this sees, place you know, I gotta Maga be here. He's gonna be here. <laughs> yeah, like it, it seems like it's, honestly though, it seems like it's a, a it's gonna be one is gonna be the blue side, one is gonna be the red side. It seems like Twitter is leaning so far MAGA. Like Elon is their guy, and it's almost like yo, I think we. Let's get into a deeper conversation. This, yo, this, we going about to be on some separate but equal type stuff for the next like ten years. Even though it's starting on social, but it's happening in real life too. Uh, uh, shout out to affirmative action. You, know, you know how people are here that cancel trips to Florida because they don't want to be nowhere near balls. I'm supposed to go to yeah, Florida. Yeah, we moving anyway. Right, I ain't trying to dim the uh, dim the mood uh, in the conversation, but that's where we headed. All right. So here we go. Before we do get started on our sports talk, we just got to remind you that whether you would us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show, The War Room, and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there. So, yo, there's never an excuse to miss an episode, so don't. You can uh, check us out. You can check out Tissue and the Tape if you're a hip-hop head. Greatest hip-hop show in the history of hip-hop. The Broad Street Line if you're a Philly sports fan. On the Couch with the Wilsons if you're in the movies, TV, streaming apps, whatever. Um, and a whole lot more. But uh, those are the main hitters over on the network. So make sure you check it out. So these hot topics that we're about to talk about is brought to you by my bookie. For all you degenerate gamblers out there, do your degenerate gambling with us make some money sports betting at my bookie but not just go to my bookie no, don't only do that when you go to my bookie make sure you put in the promo code when you're making your first bet put in the promo code war room all caps one word that will activate an offer that'll match 50 percent of your first deposit up to a stack all right <laughs> i forgot what, 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 what do we call a stack now a diddy so 50% of your first deposit. <laughs> I so just do that. Visit mybookie.ag, play, win, and get paid all in the name of the war room. That's all there is to it. All right, so we're going to start our sports talk, talk this week with a quote of the week because the quote of the week is pretty much the biggest story in sports. Um, well, at least the biggest story in the NBA, and all of this dropped a little bit after our last show, so we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it with you guys. Quote of the week, from y'all running from the grind to I'll only play for the team that just made the NBA Finals. What a time to be alive. And that quote comes from uh, Clippers star Paul George, and he's saying this because it's finally happened, people. Damian Lillard has finally asked for a trade out of Portland. Uh, that was the <laughs> the first, you know, kind of – shoot a drop as far as criticism is concerned. Um, he's getting a lot of praise for it because a lot of people have been asking Dame to do this for a long time. The crazy part about it, y'all, I feel in some ways that asking out for Dame was kind of like pressure, peer pressure, media pressure, fan pressure. So what do y'all think about Paul George's comments before we actually get into the conversation about, you know, what this means for Dame in the NBA if he does get his wish, wish and he's shipped out of Portland, especially to Miami, which he says is his destination. Y'all got any issues with Paul George? Yo, uh, I got, I got, a, I got a thought that's like, I got a thought that's a wild thought, 
and y'all gonna think I'm wild. Yo, somehow Kendrick Perkins just made himself a powerful member of the media, yo. Because yeah. you can't. There's no way anybody can tell me that he, he still has get, a job. That's true. Because <laughs> well, that's we'll one thing. That later, but, but the other thing is, there's no way there's no way you could tell me that he's not at least partially responsible for JoJo winning that MVP because he changed the narrative in the media. He also changed the narrative on Dame, like so a couple, like you know, about a month ago or so. He started going on this long tirade and rant about either you going to do it or you don't. Like I'm tired of hearing about him every year. You know, Dame's figure. He went on this whole thing, and then you started seeing other folks talk that way too. To your point, Dev, about it's almost like he got bullied into uh, deciding to. I mean, right. maybe having to be a dude. Yo, it was before. It was like, you know, people were praising Dame for not, you know wanting to take the easy way out and all that kind of stuff. And then, like you said, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Kendrick is the cause, but, you know, he has a big platform. So he yeah, damn he sure has a it, voice he in all of this. But, yeah, it, the narrative seemed to switch on Dame. And now everybody was like, yo, you need to get out of there. You need to blah, blah, blah. To the point where people Whoa. were calling Dame a loser because he didn't want to you know, take the the KD, the Braun routes, and all that kind of stuff. Like it got crazy. It got crazy. Yo, boy, really, boy, really, like be changing narratives in the media. And I'm like, yo, how did Kendrick Perkins become the person that just creates narrative and everybody runs with it? Like, that's wild. And it's I mean, probably because, because he'd be like going like going against the grain, saying some wild stuff. But that's probably also why he kept his job because that kind of stuff keeps the computers shooting. Yeah, I mean, and we've been saying it for years. I mean, really, the the people with the least intellect that say the wildest stuff are going to be the people who are the most successful in this business. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, it's pretty much why we never got rich. I mean, we'll say wild stuff, but we just say wild stuff because we say wild stuff, not wild stuff in regards to sports just to be saying it. Like if we say something wild, it's because we wholeheartedly believe it, not because we were taking an angle to get more attention. You know what I mean? So, so, but what do yeah, y'all think about yeah. um, Paul George opening his mouth to to rap? And he married him. I think that Paul George, yeah, he's still salty because he got that 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 uh, that legendary moment in his face. Um, so you know he's still the ether's still burning a little slow. You know what I'm saying? But shout to my guy podcast P. B, what were you about to say? Yeah. Oh, not I, I, he. he he only he only wants to go to Miami now, correct? Right. That's that I mean that's what he said. Well, that's his, I don't that, know that's it, not, but he well, doesn't have preference. a no trade clause either. So Portland still yeah, he said I think he would understand because, that Portland would have to do what they had to do. I I think in no circumstances is Portland going to send him to a terrible situation, but but I do think and this is just me speculating. I think if it doesn't end up being Miami, I think Dame will understand, but I think they're going to try to accommodate him as much as possible. He just said that's his preference, B. Austin, because allegedly... Right. He also know, said he wouldn't him, mind playing I, with Wimby. <laughs> and that caused yeah, a stir so I don't yesterday. Know, like, that's the thing about AAU ball. You never know what dudes are connected from, but somehow... And it's yeah. funny because I've seen all this footage of him and Bam Adebayo, like, spending... Like, I've never seen the footage until he said something. And somehow the media was able to dig up footage of them hanging together, like, outside of ball and all that. I'm like, where the hell has this been? I... Like, I never knew they were homies until he said that, and then all of a sudden you see all this footage. But um, so they're allegedly, uh, you know, cool, so he's going to try and go play with his homie. Right. And and, and my thing about the, the Paul George comments, 
Like, I actually, I think I had more of an issue with it when it when it first dropped, and then I was reminded of something after that. And I'm, you know, I'll talk about that in a second. But for me, I, you know, I think it was a little bit of, you know, hyperbole saying to only wanting to play because, like Jimmy just said, he said Miami was his preference. Dame has never come out, at least, you know, for for public consumption, public knowledge, and said that's the only place that I want to go. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. did say in an interview, he was like, you know, Miami would be my preference. He was like, you know, Bam is my dude, blah, blah, blah. I would want to go down and play play for Miami. He did say that. I heard him say that out of his mouth, but he never made some line in the sand like it's Miami or bust. So I think Paul George might be exaggerating a little bit on that one. And, you know, he might be salty. Now, I think he's a little salty, not because of why Jimmy said he was salty, because of the the bye-bye shot that he got in his face. I was reminded of the Dame um, from a few years ago. Now, not reminded that he tweeted it. What I was reminded about is when Dame said to them, and B, do you remember this? Um, This was after the, the, the... the bubble or whatever. I think it was after the bubble. He said, uh, damn, I had the quote right here. And I was freaking, okay. He said, keep switching teams, running from the grind. You boys is chumps. Now, I remembered that. But what I didn't remember about it is it was prompted by um, Paul George's move to the Clippers. And he actually added Paul George in the tweet. So once I was reminded yeah, but I that, think, but he that, said that, that was, but that was okay. before the playoff series. That was before the playoffs. That's why in that playoff series they was like talking they were crazy beast. to each other. That whole playoff yeah, series yeah. what led to the uh, the whole wave. Right, right. So I so I don't know if it was when he did it. Was it his move to when he moved to uh, OKC, or did he say it after he moved to the to the Clippers? You said I just know that the they series, was going he was still with OKC at the time, right? Maybe. I just know that they was going at each other that whole series. Like, so these two dudes obviously got, like, you know, um, whatever it is. And, again, this is what I mean by AAU ball. They probably got beef that stemmed from, like, something before then because they seemingly never really um, been vibing. Who, him and, uh, him and, uh, G- him and uh, George Paul? George, yeah, George. I, I got the I got this story right here. Here's the snippet. In the bubble in 2020, the Clippers and Blazers – played a game that got chippy at the end, and the Clippers won. Dame missed two free throws at the end of the game, which multiple Clippers players made fun of him for. Dame responded to them after the game while talking to the media. Paul George commented on the IG post of Dame's post-game comments and said, and you getting sent home this year. Respect. And put a, um, you know, a, a black fist up. So that's what prompted Dame to comment, keep switching teams, running from the grind, you boys is chumps. So that yeah, so Paul George had already switched to the Clippers, and you know it got chippy during the playoff series. So Dame brought it back up, like you know, if I'm I'm getting sent home because you chumps keep teaming up, keep running from the grind. So he was talking directly to Paul George, and I forgot that those comments. I just I just remembered the comments, just like I remember uh, KD's comments, which came back to bite him Sounds a little bit like- when he went to to the Warriors. He was like. You know, everybody's trying to join up with these people. We're supposed to be going at these people. And then he ended up getting with the 
team that was considered one of the best teams in NBA history. Dog, he's not so. he's not a face of it. That's that's the crazy part is he went from being like on one other side of it to being literally the right. face of team jumping. Like he even surpassed LeBron. Like he's the face of oh, he, like he, you he know definitely surpassed LeBron. I mean, I, mean, I think it, that had a lot to do with LeBron's fans. Like eagerly wanting somebody else's name to be involved in that. So I think they hyped it, and I got to talk KD, like, which I think they siphed it a whole lot so that, so Brian would no longer I mean, be the face that, of that. that. that and that but, and joining a 73-win team is kind of, you know. Yeah, no, 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 That that's, it, it's crazy because the team, I mean, for me, it was, it was branches of the same tree. Miami. Mm-hmm. Technically, not technically, literally wasn't a great team because all they had at the time was Dwayne Wade. But you going over there with Wade and Bosch, I mean, it's it's it's. I think it's it's levels, and I don't think it's the same as going over with. Um, I don't know. It could because. At the at that time, no, I mean, even even even, even even with you know Wade and Bosh and Bron, they ain't they ain't win seventy three games. Like the Warriors literally got like the best regular season record in the history of the league, and you join them after after they punched the ticket out. So it's like, yeah. that, I mean, that, I, I don't I, think I don't know because who other... they couldn't though. I think once you know, even the Warriors will tell you that once you start off a certain way, then you're thinking about that and you're actually going for that. Whereas a lot of cats in the league ain't really worried about that these days. You saw what happened since they didn't win the chip. They never tried that shit again. Like they were like, we need to rest up during the season, and we need to do this and do that. But, but no, it's crazy when you're Kevin Durant and you join up with a team that just won 73 games and was maybe a momentum shift, uh, technical foul, ejection, suspension away from, you know, winning the finals again. So it's definitely crazy, so, but so I still then, look at it. They're yeah, all so, branches from the same tree. So, mm-hmm. I, so I don't have a problem with Paul George calling him out on this because it's not like Paul George was against it. But for somebody to say that and then now they're doing this, okay, it deserves to be said by somebody. And Paul George might I be mean, the only person in the league that looks y'all. like Dame, so he's probably going to be the only person to say it. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like that was just like as y'all ops, and you got you got to say that because y'all just don't bang with each other. But I do think what Dame doing is a little bit different. Like Dame at this point, like they, I mean, it's one of them joints where like between him and Portland, it's like you know, uh, they each each person is waiting for the other person to break up with him. Yeah, like, somebody got to be the nice. They've both been too nice. Yeah, in this it's situation. like somebody Nobody wanted to be the bad guy. Nobody wanted y'all to be the bad guy. A dude, y'all just drafted a dude at his position who's wearing double zero when he's already zero. Like, come on, he's supposed like, to be. He's supposed to be the guy. He's scoops. Like, if it wasn't for Frenchie, like, this guy is supposed to be the guy. And he still might. Like, if Dave yeah. gets out of there, he's going to be my odds-on favorite to win rookie of the year. Oh, because he's going to have, he gonna have a green light. He's going to be out there letting, yeah. letting the oop go. But me, like, I always had an issue with the fans, though. That, that was putting pressure on Dame to do this. I mean, because, you know, I, I think a little bit differently. I'm like, yo, we are really living in a day and age where, like, people are mad at this dude, calling him all kinds of names because he won't be a pussy. <laughs> I'm like, so that was that was weird for me. That was weird for me. Well, because people, people like, saying that he a pussy by saying he a loser and he this and that. He need to get it. I'm like, dang, you calling these names because... 
he's trying to build his own thing and trying to, you know, all right. Listen, man, we about we about efficiency in 2023. We don't care about your grind. We don't. In other, in other words, we also don't care to watch Portland. Let's keep it a stack. If Dane was playing in New York and they were losing like this, no one would be asking him to like you know ask out of New York. Fact of the matter is, these flyover towns like they got to get it right. Or you know, it's almost like someone said on draft night, "Yo, stop drafting these young urban kids to these flyover towns because they always gonna ask to be get out of there, man." Like if Dane had the same career. But he was playing for the Knickerbockers. No one would be saying these same things. Part of it is the fact that he plays in Portland. That is true. I believe that to be true. Yeah, it's weird. part of it because he plays in Portland. Yeah. Can't argue that point. Uh, like I said, it's still, still weird to me, though, that, you know, people calling this dude names for not trying to get – not trying to dishonor this diesel-ass contract that he just signed. Um. Yeah. So what do y'all – the package, Pauls, for Miami, from Miami, and what it could be, like, are you satisfied with that if you're Portland? Are they trying to send you, like, Tyler Hero, Duncan, Kyle Lowry, and, like, two second-round picks? Like, is that a good enough package? I'm pretty sure somebody can come, I mean, you know, with some, come up with something better than that, or they have to get other teams involved to make Portland happy. I think the last thing I saw was there was a couple different um, options on the table that they were working with. Like, I heard one zone was like a four-way, a four-team deal. Like, so they right. they they cooking in the kitchen. They trying to figure it all out because you know, um, because of CJ. Now you got to like take your time and figure out these uh these deals. Blame CJ. Shit, um, like, and y'all don't want y'all don't want James Harden. <laughs> like, like what up, Portland? Yeah. I take James Harden I, I, over I think what, it, what it is according James according Harlan to the NBA a, reporters, a what it is is. Destroyer. They want more draft picks. They like Portland wants draft picks. Sixers ain't got none. Like they, they at least now. Yeah, they have you on the draft picks. I mean, they can give up some future Jones that they ain't got yet. <laughs> I don't know. I think they yeah, should be in see. major players in this, and I think the only reason the Sixers aren't major players in this is because Daryl Morey. I think he's holding out hope that the Harden thing will end up working out and Harden stays. That's that's what I think. Oh, that's what I think. Oh, I love Harden. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean, you know, he, he he put his boy Ruben on hey. him, had Harden at the white party, Harden at the white party this weekend, mucking it up with his teammates. I mean, B. Harden was there with his boyfriend, too, though. So, you know, <laughs> hey, side note, B. Austin. I mean, uh, he don't go nowhere without his boyfriend. B. Austin, me and Khalifa, this joint threads. I figured I'd tell you that for informational purposes only. Well, uh, who, who joined? Mia Khalifa. <laughs> Therese about to get nasty, huh? But 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 she do bring she do bring the blacks around. <laughs> we call them the blacks. The blacks. Hey, yo, come on. The colors. The black the colors. All right, so in more NBA news, man, the NBA governors are voting on July 11th on two rule changes. And before the vote happens on July 11th, they've already implemented these rules into summer league play just to, you know, to see if, if, if it gets any traction. So the first one, technical foul free throws would be awarded for flopping. Two, a second coach's challenge awarded if the first challenge is successful. Um, this whole flopping thing, like, 
Are y'all not tired of this? Because I could have sworn there were supposed to be penalties for flopping like four or five seasons ago. And the little $5,000 fines, I don't even know how many people actually got fined, but taking five grand away from dudes that make 30, 40 million a year is not going to deter anything. And I really don't think handing out technical fouls is going to um, deter anything either because are they really going to do that? I think the only thing that will deter flopping in the NBA is referees stop calling that bullshit, stop rewarding them for flops. Because half the time somebody's flopping, whether they're doing it on the offensive end or the defensive end, they're getting rewarded by the other guy getting called for something. So if you stop doing that, there will be no incentive to flop because while they're laying on the floor flopping around like a fish, the action is going the other way, and they're outnumbered. To me, that's the only thing that's really going to deter this. So do y'all put any faith into this possible rule change for flopping? Because a, a technical free throw to me doesn't mean nothing if the ref ain't going to call it shit. So uh, I, I got to see how it plays out. Because if you start calling enough technicals, I think the coaches will uh, – well, we'll have to adjust. Like, I, I just got to see how it plays off. But see, your, your point, your point is valid, though. Your point is absolutely valid. You got to stop rewarding them. But and also, no, because like, my only thing is, are technicals fine? Because I agree with you on that, Jim. But are they going to call it? Because right now yeah, it yeah, looks so like that, that's floppers what, that, but that's win why, every time. Yo, the biggest flopper in the league won defensive player of the, of the year last year. That's a reward yeah. in uh, at your ass, like, yo. The biggest yeah, flopper in yeah. the game won Defensive Player of the Year, and probably the second biggest flopper in the game won MVP this year. I mean, year. So, I mean you, 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 you coach basketball. You coach basketball. <laughs> I've seen you basketball. It's, it's taught now. So, like, <laughs> right. flopping they is really here. taught. I saw a couple of years ago ESPN did this job where they was, like, um, following Coach K, I think, on his last year or whatever. And they were at practice, and Coach K was, like, instructing his folks the proper way to flop. But I'm like, yo, that's flopping. Like, yeah. you know, they called it playing good defense. And then I start thinking I back, it's, like. It's a lot no wonder, about basketball I start thinking back, like, gym. no wonder Shane Batty ain't. No wonder Shane Batty ain't <laughs> was so good at it because, you know, right. he got it from the gods. But I'm, I'm – <laughs> because of the way I think, like, I don't really think this is going to last – that long for me. Like, I think the organization right, so, at some so, point going to ask me to step aside so cool. because my values just don't align with today's game. Like, I'm mad at the kids trying to launch unnecessary threes. I'm mad at oh, flopping. Oh, 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 I'm mad oh, at... So you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't instruct your guys how to flop? No, I don't instruct them how to flop. You know, the, the, the most that I've done because they were flopping, first of all, my son is the flop master. And I always <laughs> think about him the thing that I don't like the most about him is that he's so small, he's so skinny. I keep telling them, you're going to get hurt. Like, you're going to get a serious injury because you're running around here jumping on the floor like you like something's wrong with you. You're going to get hurt. Like, your body is not going to be able to take what you're doing right now. That's the biggest issue with him. Yeah. So what I try to get them to do, I try to get them to do the, the Kobe flop. Kobe used to scream every time he thought he got hit or he tried to sell something. He'd go in there, I'm like, do that or something. Like, you know, scream, get the rest attention. Hey, yo. But jumping on the floor, nobody's hey. going to get hurt but you. I'm trying to get the hey, kids Austin. alive. Man. Hey, B. Austin, you hear your man? Your, your man is so he – got, he, got, he, oh, he got so much get-off-my-lawn energy that he won't even teach his kids the proper way to flop, yo. <laughs> I can't no. do it, man. I can't do it. 
and and, they, and, and they, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold y'all either. There have come, there have come to it has come to points in certain games where I get to the point where I say the next person launching three is coming out of the game. <laughs> it's gotten no. there. It's gotten there. I mean because right. yo I ain't gonna. Yeah, you, I've drawn. I draw up. I have plays that I have drawn up to get an open three point. That's fine. But when you're just coming down shooting dumb ones. And especially when we're we're leading, and they just launching dumb threes because at this point we're trying to see how many points I could get individually or how many points we can beat them by. Then it gets real stupid, and we've blown like our last big tournament. We were just at East Coast Nationals in Pennsylvania two weekends ago, and we got put out of the tournament. We lost by three points in a game that we had a ten point lead at halftime. Because once we get a lead, all they want to do is turning the stuff curry. And while they're missing, Yo. this team is chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And it's not the first time we blew a lead like that. So it's an issue, man. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Dev might, might be the chair you might be the chairman of the get off my uh, get off my lawn gang society. You might be might the chairman. Be. You at least I the can't vice stand chairman. bad basketball, man. That's why I said oh, out there I don't think <laughs> I don't think this is gonna last long. I think at some point the, the organization is gonna ask me to step aside. They're gonna hear this stuff. They're gonna hear how I speak out against AAU culture. <laughs> like it's all stupid to me, man. It's all stupid to me. So uh, this ain't gonna last long. Yeah, that is that is hilarious, yo. That's because I'm hilarious. trying to develop, man. I'm trying to teach kids how to play, and a lot of these programs and my program is starting to be the same way. A lot of it is. Let's just get the best players because winning has become more important than developing. Oh, you're a little program and you're not getting any attention. Oh, all you preaching is, oh, we're gonna develop kids. We're gonna make kids this, and when they get to the next level, they're gonna be able to make their high school teams. Yeah, that's what we sell, and they still be trying to sell that, you know, verbally. But I'm seeing everybody, every one of our teams that's starting to get a little bit of success on the national scene. I see new players every time I see these teams. Who the fuck is this? Fucking show. My question, my question to you is, what do you do when the next level is kind of? It's sort of like we talk about this in football too, and now it's in basketball. We talk about how in the past the college game was played one way, the pro game was played another way, and now it's kind of like morphed into one game where you I have yeah, like right. mobile yep. quarterbacks like running football, the option, right? You're in the league running high school plays now, read options. Yeah. But now, now because of um, all the things you talked about, the launching of threes, the flopping, that's just part of the overall game. I really believe, honestly, I really believe soon that we're just going to have uh, fever rules, like, literally over here. Like, it's going to be one basketball. It might. I believe uh, that. Anyway. I could, it might. I, I mean, see. especially since the cats who – you know, were born to play FIBA is taking over the NBA now. The best players in the NBA from them countries. Yeah, so at some point, mm-hmm. some point they're gonna be like, "Hey, we dominating y'all." <laughs> so I'm gonna need to change here, these I'm rules. Here, what we know. Uh, well, foot, football, right? So they have a serious flopping problem. They got a big. They got a problem. They came from that. Yeah, they they you got a problem, but. They was Charlie the Mack. He was the first out the limo. <laughs> the refs. <laughs> the refs will card you for flopping, but what I've noticed is it it depends on position on the field. 
time of game. So the closer you are to your goal, if you're in penalty kick and you flop, they're going to card you so players don't do it. But if you're on the defensive half of the field or you're far away from your goal, oh, they flopping and the refs aren't really – the refs aren't really pulling the car, so I, I don't know. I don't think I've seen a decrease in flopping in soccer, in my opinion. Maybe around around the goal, guys guys are trying to flop in the goal to win easy easy you know easy buckets and get penalty shots. That has changed, I think, for the better. But overall, I'm not. We we down on the ground. <laughs> yeah, but my young boy, I'm telling you, I'm going to call y'all like, yeah, y'all nephew in the hospital in a body cast because he, he flopped like something crazy. He he be flopping. He going to get seriously injured. Um, yo, the <laughs> qu- question is, though, do, do he be getting the calls, though? Half the time, no. And then when he don't get the calls, he's an angry little dude, man. I don't know where he get this anger from. When he don't get the calls, uh-huh. yeah, you do. He's running. Not like this, though. Not like this. When he don't get the call, you see it. Like, if you already know him, you see it. He's running back full speed on the other end, and he's going to do something real crazy to whoever got the ball. And I keep telling him, I'm like, yo, we're going to play. We're going to be playing one of these city teams, one of these inner city teams, and the kid not going to let that happen. He's going to turn around. He's going to punch you in your mouth, and you're on your own because you caused this. So, I'm gonna, you know, you're going to have to fight yourself out of that. But. Oh, <laughs> All right, so, yes, I don't know, man. I guess I am the, the, the biggest get off my lawn, dude, but I can't I can't stand how a lot of this is, is going right now. Um, but we'll see if these, these rules get imp- implemented. Um, but remember last week we spoke about whether or not the three-point shot was taken over the game. Well, not really whether or not. We were just talking about. Uh, how long it'll be before they wipe out twos from the game altogether. The Phoenix Suns, who, you know, after they got Brad Beal, everybody was talking about their depth and lack of it because of everything they had to give up to get all of these guys that they have on the team now. They just added Eric Gordon to their team. Now, Eric Gordon, the addition of Eric Gordon makes Phoenix. (laughs) Yeah, but listen to this. Now that they have Eric Gordon, they now have nine players who shot over 35% from the three-point line last season. So you know what it's about to be in Phoenix. You got Damian Lee at 44.5%, Utah Wantanabe at 44.4%, Kevin Durant at 40.4%, Keita Bates-Giop at 39.4%, Drew Eubanks at 38.9%, Eric Gordon at 37.1%, Campaign at 36.8%, Bradley Beal at 36.5, and Devin Booker at 35.1. So it's like we know Kevin Durant is one of the midi kings, but as a team, what's Phoenix about to look like? They might lead the charge on they how I think basketball is going to be played in the next Yo, they're about to do a bunch of threes and a bunch of flopping. <laughs> a bunch of threes and a bunch of flopping. They let them go. That's... Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now sound we... like y'all cutting yeah. off. No, I'm saying they about to launch a bunch of threes and do a bunch of flopping. It's, it's straight AAU ball. Yeah, no doubt. 
So we'll, we'll see how that looks. Uh, our stat of the week, we have two. This first one is funny and ridiculous. Um, JFK, yes, I'm talking about John F. Kennedy, has only missed one Detroit Lions playoff victory. <laughs> and JFK been dead for how long? <laughs> He's only missed one ever, Detroit ever, Lions playoff ever, victory. Ever? Yo, Detroit got to get it. They got to get it together, man. They're supposed to be nice this year, so we'll see. We'll see. No. All right. Our second stat of the week, and this is in uh, uh, Dick Eaton News, Koloff and News. <laughs> the total length of hot dogs eaten by Joey Chestnut since he first competed in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest equates to 648 feet, which is over double the height of the Statue of Liberty. Boy has eaten two statues hey, of Liberty's worth of glizzy. Since he <laughs> and he just won another Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I think he ate like sixty two, which was way below his his high. But this dude, <laughs> yo, how do that's that's yo that's, street street gizzy gobbler. That's no bueno, <laughs> glizzy gobbler. All right, Jim, let everybody know, man, what happened this week while they were on Grizznai. Absolutely. And what happened while you were on the Grizznai is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, hit up Digital Extreme Tech. We do that by going to digitalextremetech.com or calling 267-205-4203 and say, yeah, I heard you at the war room and get the discount and, you know what I'm saying, get all that done. But listen, it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Nye. Um, first things first, our papa freak oh, um ESPN has major, major layoffs. Some of uh, the top names on the platform no longer have a place of employment, man. So it was major layoffs. ESPN hate to see it. Um I'll just add to that that Disney itself wanted to lay off seven thousand folks and ESPN was not exempt from that. But there's some major names like, you know, Jalen Rose. And what are some of the names that surprised you guys? Uh, sheesh. <laughs> a lot of them. Um, Van Gundy. Max Kellerman. Van Gundy. Like, you, can't yeah. have Van, you can't have Mark Jackson without Van Gundy. Like, you right, right. Him or needs, You're going to have Mark Jackson and Breen. I like, because I know this was, you know, in their words, a cost-cutting um, move. With the, with the layoffs, but some stuff just doesn't make sense, um, especially, like you said, some people that they kept versus some people that they got rid of. It actually lets you know that what's important to them and the, the, the crazy, outlandish, gotcha, <laughs> uh, spectacular moments is what they want because they got rid of a lot of people who are actually good at um, – you know, analyzing stuff. Um, I didn't know. I know I I hear it sometimes. If I'm out early, there's nothing else on the radio. I would tune in sometimes to the, the Kellerman, Jay Will, and Keyshawn Johnson show. I didn't think it was anything special, but I was surprised that they just broke that up. And all of a sudden, even after they did this, like, they just went on with it. The next day, it was just Jay Will and some other bull. <laughs> so... Out of those three, they kept Jay Will. Like Keyshawn Johnson, that doesn't 
that doesn't surprise me at all because they had him on a platform where he wasn't just talking football. And a lot of times I was thinking to myself, like, Keyshawn don't have a clue what the fuck he's talking about. So I wasn't surprised about that. Max Kellerman, I I was surprised a little bit about that because, you know, he used to be the boxing expert who kind of rose through the ranks and has been pretty good talking about everything else. So I was surprised with that. Susie Colbert, only because we've seen her on the sideline for a whole lot. I want to kiss you, Susie. (laughs) I want to kiss you, Susie. We got that on the board. Um, I wasn't surprised by Ty McShay. Because Ty McShay was always the young bull draft analyst to to the other bull. So, you know, if they had to get rid of one, they were going to get rid of Ty McShay. Um, Steve Young, probably too smart for the platform. Like, Stop talking all this intelligence stuff. See, you say something crazy. Um, but those are the only ones that uh, might have been a little bit of surprise. You know, I'm looking down the list now, and some of these people, yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't just, know. It, I didn't know Lafonso Ellis was. Did you know Lafonso Ellis those was are, on ESPN? No, I, Yo, no I had idea. no idea. Yeah, I had I no idea that he was even there. I don't know what he did anyway. I don't know who she yeah. is. June Lee, I've never heard of Bull before. <laughs> Matt Hasselback. Some of the bigger names in the space, man, but it's just interesting to see because, I mean, it's also kind of scary because you see stuff like this, you don't know what's coming from the, from an economic standpoint, what's, what's on its way. Um, but Disney had to cut costs. They cut costs at all their parks. They cut costs at corporate. And ESPN is not exempt from that. You know, you're under the, the big mouse, and this is what comes with it. But also, on the flip side, from what I read, you know, I don't know the facts that they were one of the highest payers. Um, so a lot of those folks was making good chicken. So while the ride was good, they was getting paid. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's the ebbs and flows of life, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, that's the thing. Up. I mean, and that's why they had to get cut, because a lot of them was making too much money. Stephen they A. Could, Smith, I guess could, this yeah. was his way of, of showing sympathy, talking about, I could be next. You know, goddamn well, ESPN ain't firing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, since and, you're and, so and enamored even, with and, their and bosses, they, they probably could ask him to take a pay cut, and he would go for it. But they ain't cutting Stevie. Yo, even if they did, his he's so popular at this point, he would get, you know, a crazy check the next day. Yeah. Like, main man somehow, it's funny, like, remembering Stephen A. when he wrote here at the Inquirer, like, how he's become a household name. He's synonymous with sports talk at this point. But if they really came to him and he, said, we need you to take a, a $5 million pay cut, I think he'd do it for his boss. Paul? Oh. Yeah, because yeah, okay. he'll still be making 25 M. I think he'll do it for his bosses. Oh. He loves his bosses. Boss, I, I'm no, I know you're going to give it to me on the back end, boss. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yo, they ain't going to give it to so you from shit. the back end, boss. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo, Stephen ain't making so much chicken that a lot of these athletes can't even, like, like talk down on him because he's making more than a lot of them. Yeah, you yeah. got to be like a max contract dude to even talk crazy to him because he he making more right. than everybody else. But yo, you know what? You know who in sports can talk trash to Stephen? Maybe Skip. Oh, Skip okay. maybe. Uh, to the little bed wencher. I mean, uh, the black girl over there, uh, Malika Andrews. Yeah, they made sure they did. Oh, they no. made sure. They need her voice. A piece her game, but her whole. Her whole uh, game, because now at this point, a lot of those guys are almost like wrestlers. Like they're they're caricatures, their personalities. Her uh, 
her pick or her spiel is to roll in more of the um, LGBT community. She, no, she, 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 she ropes in a different type of get off my long game. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're praising a player. She's going to make sure she bring up anything he did in his past that wasn't so savory. Usually that type. Yeah, but see if they're she, black. She's the, she's the moral the get off my lawn person. What about morals? <laughs> yeah, he's great, but black. he doesn't have morals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love to see some of them dudes when they be cooking up their hyperbole because they be, they be coming with some wild takes. And, I mean, that, again, that's what keeps computers putin. They and now we in the space boys, where, just like rappers in the studio, just coming up with lines like, "Oh yeah, that'll kill them." But we're in a space now, like you know, bringing it back to the beginning of our conversation about like threads and all that, where um, or if you like everything Rob is Parker, just attention. You just get it from interviews that you've been on. Oh my bad, shout out to Rob. Good. Hey yo, everything <laughs> is just attention, man. It don't matter whether it's Hulu, Netflix. Threads, Twitter, ESPN, YouTube, all of it is just attention, and people are fighting for the attention. And the more people that enter the space, the more difficult it's going to be. So the only way to get that attention is to draw. You know what I mean? It's the reason why, like, certain folks go viral on TikTok because attention. And people are willing to do anything and pay anything for that attention, which is why you got Perkins. For Perkins be cooking up some wild stuff, but, you know. Perkins on my, kept on my screen right now. Talking about Dame, I think they moved on. They're talking about the Celtics and what they've done this this off season. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So what else? Anyway, happened? man. So that, that's that's one of the things that's why you went around was the major the major major layoff at the uh, as we like to call them uh, the four letters. So man, I hope everybody lands on their feet. Man, I hate to see people lose their job, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Wemby. Let's talk about Wemby. Wendy's agents predict that he is going to get – this might be worse. If y'all hate Bron sexuals, I don't know what y'all going to call Wendy's fans, but they about to become more egregious than anything we've ever seen. Um, Wendy's agent predicts that he's going to get a $100 million shoe deal, which will break the record held by uh, LeBron Ramon James. Um, right. And, and, and this, Jim, like. this, this is a, a, like a do-over, like an improvement, because he already has a Nike deal. He got a Nike deal when he's with his French team. But now that the whole world is on his balls, they they predict that what it's about to improve to, like you said, is going to – because LeBron, when he – before he stepped on an NBA court, everybody was like, oh, this is crazy. They gave this dude seven years, $90 million, and he hadn't even stepped on the court to prove himself. LeBron has proven himself since then, and now, you know, allegedly he got the the lifetime Nike deal that dwarfs what he did. But as far as coming into the league and before you step foot on the court, they say Wimby about to break that, which is which is kind of yeah, crazy because so. boy, seven foot five and wear a size twenty two, those generally ain't the dudes that you can make shoes for that other people are gonna like and go out and buy. But shoes are different. Yeah, I ain't talking about Nobody wears high tops and stuff like that anymore. So maybe they can make something that will translate to smaller sizes and still look good. We'll I promise soon. you right now, I'm never rocking a pair of Wimbies. Like, I really <laughs> promise you that. <laughs> I can't rock no Wimbies. Yeah, They're younger than me. That was always yeah, the Austin's rule. He's younger than me. I mean, I, I've had – Oh, I'm like – I think I've had one pair of bronze in my lifetime. I just don't. LeBron's shoes aren't comfortable, at least the ones that I had. 
maybe one or two. My, you know, my son has had a few. Shit, I even bought my wife a pair once because, you know, they, they look good in little girl sizes, girly sizes. But the ones I had were not comfortable at all, and that might have something to do with, you know, LeBron. You know, he kind of got duck feet, and, you know, we've we've never really praised him for his footwork. So, you know, LeBron has always been looked at as a, a bad feet dude, and I think it kind of – <laughs> it kind of went over to his shoes but, as well. Yeah. Anyway, man, it's a shot to Wemby, man. If Wemby makes one three-pointer, gets one block shot, or does anything in his first game, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm just giving y'all this warning. Y'all are going to get so angry because I don't know what y'all <laughs> going to call this fan base, but they, they, about to, they about to become worse than Brian Sexton. But that being said, though, um, last thing I'm going to bring up is uh, lacrosse. Men's lacrosse team is returning to you guys' alma mater of HU, uh, or as I hear in the beast, the real HU. But uh, you know, what you think about lacrosse coming back to your school? That ain't got to have. That ain't got nothing to do with the beast. They know what it is. <laughs> but um, hey, yo. I mean, I mean, it's it's just obvious. But anyway, um, no, I mean, remember last week we talked about uh, hockey coming to HBCUs. Um but that you know, that was gonna be the first team to have hockey. So like like you said in your report, the Howard has had lacrosse before. Obviously it didn't really work out at the the university, but now it's coming back. You know what I thought of though when I saw this? I'm like, okay, because we, we talked about the whole hockey thing last week and we're like we were saying all right, well, this might be another opportunity, not for us, I got the air quotes up, an opportunity for white students to come to an HBU and get a minority scholarship, an athletic scholarship or whatever. But I'm thinking after this whole affirmative action deal that went down uh, earlier this week and after we've had that hockey conversation, is there going to be any room for white students in the schools? Because it seems like the black kids are going to have to start coming back to HBCUs in mass <laughs> because they're not going to be able to get into some of them white universities that, they, that they're going to be trying to get into. Not that it's going to be impossible, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be obligated to take the, the, the number of students that they were obligated to take before. So I don't know if this lacrosse and this hockey thing going to work out now. All the all the difference a week makes. <laughs> Best lacrosse player in the world ever of all time just recently passed away. Shout out to Jim black. Brown. Oh yeah, I, I think was he black? Yeah. Well. Jim Brown is the greatest uh, lacrosse player ever. Word. Yep. Jim Brown. I mean, I've heard you know, we dominated. I've it. heard I've heard that he was that good, but I'm like, what substantiates that? Is there any proof or? <laughs> Is, is it is it footage of it? Is it is it on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw Will high jumping. I saw Will running. Like, I need I need footage. I need some YouTube grainy footage or something. I I mean, but we'll see. You know, like I said, it's, it was there before. I don't think lacrosse is as lily white as hockey would be considered to be. Um, you know, I've seen and known some black lacrosse players in my time um, on the high school level. Uh, shout out to Carlton Banks, yeah, um, and New Bel Air, yeah, a lacrosse player. Um, but, but we'll see, man. We'll see. 
I think they already have. I think the women's lacrosse is still there. So this is Howard men's uh, lacrosse coming back. So who knows? Have y'all ever actually watched a lacrosse game? I, I did, um, you know, but just didn't really pique my interest. I have watched like, it, I've though. never I've been. Like, I've been to, like, athletic complexes or, you know, a school to do something else and walking by or at a practice or something and walking by a lacrosse game was going on. But I've never purposely gone somewhere like, yo, I'm about to go to this lacrosse game real quick. Like, so I've never seen a lacrosse game in my life, never watched one. Nice. Right. <laughs> Maybe I'll go check it's out the so HGM. <laughs> this past week, while you were on the Grizz Naive, uh, Dev, tell us what happened this week in sports history. Yes, sir. This week in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Smart people only read the sports. Go get your copy at warroomsports.com, uh, amazon.com, sportsthebook.com, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. So make sure you go get that. If you don't have it by now, like, yo, what are, what are you doing? Like, what kind of support is that? Anyway, I ain't going to guilt y'all into it, but go get that. All right, July 6, 2002 was the day that Serena Williams beats older sister Venus in two sets, 7-6, 6-3, for her first Wimbledon singles title. Um, and this is a big deal because, you know, y'all remember the history of the Williams sisters. And for a long time, Venus dominated little sis. And she had, you know, a lot of her success at that point. And then Serena, when she finally broke through, it was it was pretty much curtains for Venus. Not curtains, like, on her career, but curtains as far as being the number one player in the world. Curtains on being the number one player in the Williams family. Uh, Serena grabbed the the reins and just, you know, did what she had to do for the rest of their career. But it took a minute to get past Big Sis. And this was one of her big moments winning her first Wimbledon title over Big Sis. Got anything to to say to Serena or Venus on this date in history? Nah. Yo, shout out to to the gods, man. Like, you know, um, Y'all really pretty much all I know about that sport, so shout out to y'all, man. <laughs> B, before we roll, you got something? Uh, I know Tobias is about to cook you, Dad. Tobias said you ain't let him on. Oh, man. snap. I'm about to get off the air. My bad. Damn. He's, hey, Tobias, right. I'm, look, I'm looking out for you, Tobias. I just want you to know that. Yo, I ain't even go to the, to the board. I don't know what's going on in there. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines real quick. We got Tobias calling in from Arizona. Jimmy and them ain't tell me he was coming on until the to the very end, man. It's not my fault. What's up, man? Appreciate that, Jimmy. See what happens with black people stick together? I, I yeah. I got you, man. You always got snakes got in the grass. You. But before I get to what I'm going to say, I went to Panda Express today, and the ice machine was down. This is why I don't support non, non-black businesses. Uh you know, and also maybe it needs some affirmative action there. By the way, to that affirmative action kid, y'all, he's from California. Someone should tell him affirmative California banned affirmative action in 1995. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, maybe he just ain't good enough. But, uh, you know, if they start to let white people at HBCU, Bronny may change his enrollment to, to HBCU. But, uh, 
Y'all were talking about these ESPN firings, right? And I know they say the hot takes do great ratings and stuff, but I don't know about y'all, but I've been steering more to these podcasts because they actually break stuff down. They talk ball. Even go gambling, talk, breaking stuff down that way. It ain't about hot takes. Even the GOAT debates are actually more nuanced than, hey, he played against white guys who was balding. Or look at this guy. You know, I, I just think the current, like, the hot take media right now, the way they do the embrace debate and all that, it's pretty much become the way our news is reported and our politics. The news used to be just important the news. Politics was just about a bunch of white people arguing about the deficit and taxes. And so and that, and are people responding, or that's just all they got on TV? It's kind of like when your mama made liver. You hate liver. That's all you had. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you ain't lying, though. I mean, I, I can't refute that. Yeah, because I, cause like, I like the Ringer podcast, so I use that example. But they actually break down the, the team. They actually talk about all well, the basketball teams inside the Lakers. So, uh, so, so I, I do with the exception of uh, the founder of the Ringer. I don't mess with him. Like he just, he just, you know. But I, but I do, but I do see the. See, this is what I was saying earlier, Tobias. I don't know how long you've been listening, but this is what I was saying earlier that we're in a space now, and I think I've said this on the show before. I remember when, and I know I said it on here before because I'm gonna repeat myself anyway. When Sirius XM was in court trying to merge, um, when Sirius and XM, the two, when they were two different entities and they were trying to merge, and the court was saying that's going to be a monopoly in terms of satellite radio, and their defense was we're moving into a space where content is content. It doesn't matter where it comes from. So we're all competing against each other for the same attention, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify, uh, podcasting, ESPN, Fox News. Attention is attention. So now you can get your information and your media from anywhere. So it's why the TV really holds no weight. You know what I mean? Like there's people out there now, like there are kids out there now that are young kids that have never like really watched traditional TV. They don't know what it means to have to be at a place at a certain time to watch a show. That's dead. Or so, a commercial. Yeah. So in the money flowing in the podcasting, I saw a, a stat the other day, the money flowing in the podcasting is like crazy. It's coming out of radio out of other spaces into podcasting to the point where you see podcasters getting, you know, twenty million dollar deals and whatnot. Some of them deals that Spotify gave out which were ridiculous. But um you know, so a lot of people feel the same way you feel, like why do I even need to watch ESPN? Because most of those people, even the people they have as personalities have their own podcasts and people get the information from them. You're right, Jimmy, because like Colin Cowherd has his own podcasting network and there's people on there that actually talk ball break stuff down, or like the Visa Network, they talk a lot of gambling and breaking stuff down. And that's what mm-hmm. I think people want. But the hot takes, because the other thing about the hot takes, they only talk about the same stuff. How many times can you talk about LeBron Jordan debate, the Cowboys, you know, whatever? That that, that moves the needle. But, but Tobias, let's go to my other point that I made this show. We're moving into, listen, man, we're about to be separate but equal. People are going to have a space for the things they like. Because as much as we talk about the hyperboles and the hot takes, there's an audience for that. But there's also a different audience that wants what you want, which is people taking time to break down game film and get into the intricacies of the sports. Everybody don't care about that, but there is a space for it. So we get into a, a place now where 
everybody's going to have to go into their hole looking for exactly what it is yeah. they want. That space is no longer on the major networks, though. Nope. You got nah, I remember ESPN that. used to have, like, the, the football show, maybe NFL Live with, like, um, Merrill Reese and not Merrill Reese. Oh, Merrill uh, Hodge. He was yo, good. Merrill he Hodge. called Johnny yeah. Manziel Hodge being a bus. Yeah, with Merrill Hodge and, and all of them cats. I used to actually, you know, I didn't know when or what time it came on, but when I caught it, I used to actually be impressed with the, you know, the the the, the shit on that show. Like, <laughs> I used to be impressed. Like, yo, these dudes really know football. Yo, but, but, and but they the really is, know how to break it down like, in a way that if you don't know football, you'll understand what's going on. So, yo. That show, that show had terrible ratings. Uh, you talking about with Merrill Hodge, right. Merrill Hodge wanted, you know, They weren't saying nothing crazy. They were just Exactly. So, so this goes to, like, you know, it goes into the whole idea of capitalism. Capitalism does this. Like, it's going to make small spaces for people that want that. They're still going to get served, but they're going to get served somewhere else. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, people got bills to pay, so they're going to go with what makes the most money in in, in those spaces. It's almost like when people yeah. be like, man, mainstream hip-hop is dead. I mean, but hip-hop itself isn't dead. It just moves somewhere else. you gotta you got to go out and search for the content you want. And it sounds like, Tobias, you have found the spaces where you can get what you're looking for. Hey, I'm sorry. I don't care if someone says that booty hole brown. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, hey, all I got to say, I don't saw that chick at the BET Award. Hey, Jimmy, I saw that chick at the BET Award. The first thing crossed my mind, oh, yeah, she signed a 360 deal. They got her. But, uh, <laughs> 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 they got that one. Hey, you know, like your boy Drewski say, we got him. <laughs> but, we got him. We, we got him. Yo, thing is, she probably though, signed a 720 deal. Said, when that song comes on in um, a certain adult establishment, I heard that they go crazy. So, you know, yeah. there's a place for everything. Yeah, and, like, I, I'm, a, I'm big on balance, right? That's how I've always been on balance, you know. But one other thing is, y'all talking about Wimby, right? It, it's not fair to this kid. And, like, back when we were talking about, like, kind of times we talked about earlier, Draymond on that Paul George podcast does a pretty good job. No one broke it down like they broke it down by how they gonna guard how they gonna guard Wimby. That's how the folks used to guard mm-hmm. KD. They get up in them. But this yeah. guy gonna do an yeah. inbound pass and an opening tip off, and they are gonna say this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, they go. They, yo, yeah. I'm telling you, first time you get a rebound and throw an outlet pass, they are gonna bring up. They gonna bring up Kevin Love's name. They gonna they gonna bring, they're gonna bring but, up but all the what, as far as throwing outlet passes. Here's the funny part. This is how you know people don't, don't do no digging. His three-point percentage wasn't that good. Uh, yeah, but going, I, I don't think with him it was a percentage thing. It was the fact that this seven-five dude can do a dribble move and shoot a three and hit it. Yeah, I think that. I mean, look, I mean, Luca is not percentage-wise a great three-point shooter. Oh, he'll take Luca will hit some. <laughs> yeah, but he'll also hit some crazy threes in your eyeballs too. But, yeah, he'd be like, you know, but you know what's funny? But like with him, I think more with him, like, they're just impressed with the stuff he can do. Not really, you work on percentages later. Yeah, cause like with him, they have to give this guy time to grow. I know they won't, cause they'll probably give him a quarter in the summer league. But <clears> one, <throat> he's like 19 years old. His body's not even a man body yet. He has, you know, and playing against NBA. Perfect example. I had an ex girlfriend who played college basketball. Right? She said he's <clears> a freshman. Man, when I got hit in the chest by a 22-year-old grown woman, it was a totally different animal, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he has to learn. 
it's like people like they don't want these players grow and learn, especially in this day and age where they coming in at nineteen and twenty and the American players are playing AAU ball. They're not even getting coached good. You know? They just even in the G League or the overtime elite. I don't know if you ever watched the overtime elite game. That's like it's like playing those old arcade basketball games like arch like run and gun of NBA jam. <laughs> you know. So like in the Euro League guys they're actually being taught fundamentals and stuff. Like, do we have an American play and not do a post move or throw an entry pass? No, uh, but I'm teaching them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. only one. Yeah, and I think Wimby going to the Spurs is a good thing because they won't just have him stand in the corner like he's Ryan Anderson. But I think the kid will be an outstanding defender day one because he is agile, he's long, he can move. But I just think people need to slow he's down and just let the kid five. grow. Jump up and block the yeah. guy. Hey, George Mira, son, what's up with him? <laughs> he was actually decent. He was laughing. But, but you kind of get what yeah, I'm saying. George, like, they got to like, grow and develop. He got to grow and develop and get used to the the speed of the NBA, the strength of the NBA, because these guys are going to come at him. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I think they got to give him time. That boy's going to come out averaging 25, 11, and 7. <laughs> I hope he does. And like Chris Broussard says, him being AD or KD ain't good enough. He got to be the GOAT. I'm like, Chris, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, when when he says that, though, because, you know, I, I've wondered, because I've heard some of his quotes, I'm like, is he saying that because he thinks he's that good, or is he saying that, like, with the hype he's getting, being those guys yeah. aren't good enough? Like, I'm I'm trying There's to get some- context on that. He they might be have a better credit logic on. I'm like, already. you know, you can't yeah, hype this dude up the way you are. And as good as AD is, like he can't just be AD. <laughs> no, no, and, and, and like and you talk, well, if he had a Kim Olajuwon career, it may not be good. I'm like, dude, a Kim Olajuwon got drafted ahead of Michael Jordan. No one bad in the eye. Right. I mean, <laughs> kind of like LeBron. Like, yo, the way y'all hyping this kid up, he can't just be Ray Allen. Like, he got to be. Yeah. In the mix with the, you know, yeah, not a not like, an all time great. He has to be one the of goat. the goats. Yeah, yeah, the and goats. and like mind you, folks get their basketball analyzed on TikTok. TikTok make you think Jason, uh, White Chocolate Jason Williams is a top five point guard ever, uh, even though they show the same ninety second clip. But uh, y'all talking about like I need to get out the Jay Lewis thing, really right? Show the same six highlights for Jason Williams. If I see him cross yeah. Gary Payton over one more time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, but y'all talk about Dame, right? I thought Dame should have requested a trade last year because no one would have got mad he asked for a trade because the dude played at the time like 10 years there. He got a conference finals out of it. You know, he had a good run. It just, you know, got what he could. And no one would have got mad at that. Uh, but, but I just think that uh, because what happens is Portland don't ha- – they're going to have to do a three-teamer to send him to Miami. And I do get Portland say they want picks because who in the hell ever said they want to live in Portland? Uh, yeah, you know, the They're not uh, going to get free agents. So yes, expiring contracts, like they shouldn't be Make a trade. interested yeah. in that. Like expiring contracts for what? We're going to have cap room and nobody's going to come here. If people, yeah. like if people are not going to come here while we have Dame Lillard, then nobody's going to come here, period. That's what I'm saying, and they're realistic about that. They're doing the right thing. You get the draft picks, 
you hopefully hit on Scoot and Shaden Sharp oh, and get the foundation there, and you can actually trade for somebody. And uh, if that's what you. That's what these markets have to do because I just think that with Dame, he want to go to Miami. But one thing that I don't think Dame realizes, once he gets traded, the pressure is on. He had no pressure in Portland because he was a Portland. He was going to end up just being Reggie Miller, have a great career. Well, y'all the ones that but, keep saying he should have asked out. He should have asked out. That's why the fuck he wasn't asking out. I mean, I think it about where he goes. They was cool with, like, it's some yeah. dudes is cool with, like, looking like I gave my all and it just didn't happen. Hey, yeah. And that's another thing, hey, like, I why everybody talking about cool Dame should ask out, Dame should ask out. How the hell we know Dame really cares that much about winning the championship? Dame got Dude, paid. Dude, yeah, you know this. Y'all know this. <laughs> players, honestly, a lot of players who didn't win a ring, they be ha- they just satisfied just getting to the final, saying I had a chance at it. And sometimes yeah. you only get one shot at it. Barkley had his shot with the best team he ever was on, but he ran up on Jordan had 40 points in the series. Or Reggie and Miller also, ran against Shaq and Kobe. You also don't get that pressure unless you're one of the GOATs. Dame is in a good place. I was voted top 75, probably was literally like somewhere around 74, 75, like, I got my respect. I'm going to the Hall of Fame, but I'm not good. I'm not LeBron good. I'm not KD good where these people are starting to call me names because I don't have a championship. They're calling him names like, because like he won't ass, up to, ass out to go chase one. But, yeah. you know, they're not calling him crazy stuff like pressure got on LeBron and all of them type of dudes when they hadn't won. And, shoot, even KD skated that pressure for a long time. He yeah. created that pressure for a long time. And, 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 and you know what, fans was asking, why y'all don't treat KD the same way? Because so. yeah, I didn't realize the pressure was on white players back in the day like that either. They called Magic tragic. They were saying, well, Michael Jordan scores too much. He can't win that way. They were killing players back then. It just we didn't have social media. And I didn't realize I mean, that. They, they, were look at they were calling the tragic Magic thing came because he played terribly in a final series. Yeah. But he it wasn't but like, because, yeah. you know, it wasn't like the pressure no, to, 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 to win rings. To your point, though, he just, he to played your badly. point, though, Tobias, nothing, nothing really changes. You, you said I didn't have a platform to see how ridiculous people are. Because, like, if you read Oscar Robertson's book, he talks about, like, you know, people, like, throwing stuff and saying stuff to him about not winning a championship because he didn't win one until later, you know, when he got the, the big young fella. Um, but yeah. how he was just being disrespected everywhere for the same thing. So people are people, man. At the end of the day, nothing nothing is new under the sun. It's just different forms. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like when Dev sent that video the other day when folks was in the stands rumbling. I didn't even remember that until he sent that video. Like, the Malice and the Palace, and the first time they rumbled with fans. Like, you right. know, nothing's new, man. It's just Yeah, it's and before I go, and that forms, video was grainy. That was like in the 70s. <laughs> was, yeah, because I Yeah, it was so hand. Yo, that yeah, was crazy like, video because the announcer, the, the announcer the, the, still was cooking. He was going blow by blow. <laughs> the announcer was calling it like he was a boxing analyst. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know one thing. Right. I'm like, yo, he's calling out the punches that the player yeah. was giving he to was the cooking. fans. <laughs> yeah. with a left and, jab uh, and right but, cross. What the? F- <laughs> but I'll say this, though. If you're a bent man, you want to throw a couple of shekels at who will make the finals, I'll throw some shekels on the Lakers. Long, but you got to depend on health, though. Uh Remember all those folks that's that said Rob Palenka was a terrible GM? Uh, remember all those people? Get bold, that's if they get bold, bold. 
Hey, I hope he's on the phone. He's on the minimum. He's worth the flyer. But, uh, but also, Bull Bull has somehow become be. the difference maker. I don't know how he right. became that popular. <laughs> yeah, I know. And this is coming from a Bull Bull fan. Jimmy, Jimmy love Bull Bull. Yeah, I, I was, yo, the funny thing is I was saying it semi-jokingly, but the Internet, like, really made dude, like, a valuable. You don't know how many teams I've seen, like, that's the one piece we're missing. I'm like, yo, like. How did he yeah, become we'll this no minutes he on no team and get cut everywhere he goes or traded? Yo, <laughs> yeah, different teams so, quit on dude. The more teams that quit on dude, the more popular he becomes. Bad teams too, by the way. It ain't like he got cut from like the Lakers or like the um, Nuggets. I mean, he got he, he got, didn't get cut from the Nuggets. From That's right. Yeah, he Denver, did it before. Denver yeah. came back in. Yeah, but he couldn't get, yeah, but he you, couldn't get but, no time but on that. Tobias, you're right though. Like with Rob Palenka, like first of all, like I said, it's difficult to be a bad GM in LA because they always have, first of all, the bread to make it happen. Um, for some reason, people always want to give LA what they need to get them back to where they need to be. But the reason you get that kind of reputation in LA is because they're used to that. So if you take one season where you're not up with a roster's not up to par, you're going to get labeled because they're not used to that kind of failure in LA. So he back yeah. now. You make a couple of yeah, because, you know, yeah, because a couple of remember, moves, which all people had to do was be patient. But you're not used yeah. to being patient in L.A. You've been successful be at some point it's, in every decade of the NBA. So you know, you're not used yeah, to. Yeah, and uh, I know you guys got to run, but but before the folks who's killing Dame Lillard and such like staying in Portland, I know you you gentlemen are married and stuff, you know, and I know Jimmy owns half of Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> if your wives. If you told your wives you turned down two years of sixty million a year to take lesser and, and hopes of winning a ring, what would happen right now? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm saying, but we, Yo, but that's another thing, thing that here's me, Jim, thing, and right? we've been talking about for thirteen years. How, I mean, because we've spoken to NBA players, NFL players, off record, the money, and they don't care about rings as much as the average fan thinks they do. That comes from fan pressure, pretty much. That pretty much comes from fan pressure. As long as they get that that bread, I'm happy with my life. How many players in the league right now that that not win a ring is a failure? (laughs) Think about this, right? There's no pressure for Bradley Beal to win a ring. He can retire. No one will say anything about him not winning a ring. Even and and the thing is, the thing is, even on. Sun, or even on the Suns, the team that he's on now, none of that pressure will be on Bradley Beal. It's, it's going to be all right, well, KD. Let's yeah. see if you can win one when you're the man. Or Booker, yo, you be scoring 70. To, let's see if you can win one. Bradley Beal is going to get none to, of that pressure, yo. Somebody give a shit. Yo, to answer your question, though, Tobias, if my wife didn't cuss me out or say something to me, then I'd be mad at her for not – Saying nothing for smart let, to for me, like, me do come that, on, cause like, let me even think about yeah, it. Yeah, like I'd be ring. mad at her, like, yo, why don't you let me do that? I don't want you know to mean, rings I can buy, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? Rings they <laughs> <Dane> can buy. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim, be like, hey, you got to buy more buildings. I, hey, Jim, that money <laughs> he can on, buy justification by himself. Three hundred mil. Hey, yo, Tobias, by the way, man, how you doing out there? I talked to my other homie in Arizona. He told me it's like, it's like 100 and some odd degrees out there, man. Oh, yeah. It is, it, it's sweltering out there. I'm actually flying to Alabama this weekend. So, uh, yeah, yeah oh, so I'm going back to God's country. 
Yeah, because I told me also, hey, I got some guys in Alabama that they, they, they got a good soccer team coming up, so I'm actually put a word in for Beyonce's kid, get him a recommendation, you know, get a real education. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Tobias, uh, we know we know why you're really going down there, though, man. We know we know what it really is. You can be honest. I'm going to tell you this. Hey, I got a guy with station where that, that's a base in my hometown, Alabama. He asked me, man, where the white girls got this, bruh? They play country western music in the bar there. You don't want no problems. Hey, Deb, you know why you go down there, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, just don't tell Uma. Yeah. If you want hey, I can't do it. Hey, you, you risk your life down there, bro. Uh, if you that <laughs> hey, but you guys have a good weekend, man. All right, man. We all let you. Go get right. you right. some barbarian. <laughs> some barbarian. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Tobias and yeah. you know, push my dinner back by like 20 minutes. Hungry as hell. Oh, damn. All right, yo, man, let's get out of here, man. Yo, shout out to everybody for supporting this, man. Yo, um, yo, holla at me on threads. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'll be at, you know, full time. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> shout out to y'all. We'll be back here next week. I catch everything we do at the hub of War Room Sports. You know what I'm saying? Be awesome. I sent you that. I still invite, so look out for that. Um, Also, my book, Sports the Book. You can also get that at warroomsports.com. But make sure you check out all of our uh, episodes of not just our show, but everything on the podcast network. And, you know, and we'll be back here next week. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Tills Night. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.